Hi friends, and welcome to the September 3rd edition of the Astro Energy Astrology Podcast with me, Shelley Overton. I'm an astrologer in Orlando, Florida, and I want to welcome you. We're going to talk about this week's astrology and have a little chit chat. I decided just to let you see what my living room looked like this week. Um, this piece right here is one that I painted. Um, it's kind of also going to be something we're going to discuss here at the end of the podcast. But anyway, let's get into it real quick and see what we've got for the week. I've got the chart right up here on the computer. And this afternoon is pretty significant, actually this evening, because Venus goes direct at 9.20 p.m. The moon entered Taurus at 11 a.m. straight up. That's Eastern time, 8 a.m. Pacific and 4 p.m. Uh, GMT. So there's a nice sextile between Saturn and uh, the moon, 4.36 p.m., which is in about an hour and a half. And so uh, that means that the emotions of home and family and how we look at the structure and the value of that are aligned with career. So interestingly, moon is mother and Saturn is considered the father. Moon is home and family. The opposite house is Saturn, which is career and life purpose. And they are in sextile, which other than conjunction to me is the most positive aspect. Um, I heard someone on YouTube say that it was a moderate positive aspect. I disagree wholly. I think that uh, trines are seen as like the most positive aspect, but as you've heard over the course of probably a couple of years, trines can be really emotional and difficult and sextiles don't really have a lot of resistance and they seem to be in the most holy cooperative energy between two different signs that's accepting um, conjunctions. So I really think that uh, the moon sextile to Saturn, highly cooperative with starting a new venture. Anyway, um, we've got the moon in Taurus for the next couple of days, and that's over uh, Labor Day. And Taurus, like I said, is value. It's emotional life and desires. It is how the personal system of values works, including money, including possessions, and the material world. Saturn is very ambitious and likes to create structure for that particular realm. So if you've got values that are highly materialistic and Saturn's in an earth sign, which right now Saturn's in Pisces, so Pisces can be a little bit um, dreamy, daydreamy, and doesn't always give a damn about the material world, let's be honest. Pisces really has come full circle through all the zodiac and ultimately understands that love and spiritual growth and uh, people are really the true value. So that's the energy of Neptune. Neptune in our chart right now is at 26 Pisces retrograde. And so it acts a little bit more chaotic. It acts, I would say, more like Uranus as it retrogrades. And so what you do with that is a planet retrogrades, you find the closest thing to an opposite in the zodiac. And as far as I'm concerned, Uranus is pretty opposite Neptune. Uh, Neptune, well, possibly Saturn, but uh, Neptune is no boundaries. It flows. It is energy of love, energy of money, energy of desire, 
um, on the highest level, it is the most, like the most of something. And so it can increase flooding. I was watching, I don't know if you watch uh, The Good Witch on Hallmark, but the lady who plays her, Catherine Bell, has a house out, I think on the Gulf Coast of Florida on an island, a barrier island, and her house was flooded with uh, Adalia, I think, I don't know why that name is so hard, but Adalia, the hurricane that just came through Florida this week. And so, um, the flooding was a huge part of that particular storm because not only was Neptune in its own sign, Saturn is the structure of things being influenced by that Neptunian water flooding energy, but it was also a full moon in Pisces. And that just increased the energy of water and flooding, you know, like exponentially. So we see that energy, but at the opposite side of the Zodiac is all the Virgo. And right now, Saturn's at three degrees Pisces, Neptune's at 26 Pisces. The moon has moved on to Taurus today. And we have Sun at 11 Virgo, Mercury at 16 Virgo, and Pallas Athena at 25 Virgo. Mars has moved into Libra now. And so you'll see this chart. This is a sunrise chart that I've got. That means Virgo at 11 is where it was right now. That's kind of the horizon. Anybody born here in Orlando at this moment will have a Virgo rising and a Virgo sun. We see that energy coming up opposite the energy of Pisces. And so that means that there is an axis that goes between thought and analysis, serving and helping, and seeing a larger picture that may supersede how we have our values. And that energy is more emotional uh, endings. Jimmy Buffett passed away on the 1st of September. It was a personal, particularly sad passing for me because I had not even heard he had cancer. It turned out today he had a, a type of skin cancer that basically was what he had been fighting and he found out about it earlier this year. You know, we see this energy of a dreamer, which obviously Jimmy Buffett is very much a dreamer. He's a musician, which is both Pisces energy and Jupiter energy. And he is also a musician, was a musician. And that energy is Jupiter. So Jupiter turning retrograde within three days of his passing is very significant. Jupiter rules musicians and a lot of musicians, they are spiritual, they are travelers, they are teachers. And that's all part of that Jupiterian, Sagittarian energy that we see. And Jupiter is a co-ruler of Pisces. So as we see the full moon in Pisces and then followed by Jupiter's retrograde, um, that's one prediction that I missed, but you know, it isn't difficult to predict because the energy of the full moon was definitely a passing or a transitioning of something, something being over. And Jupiter, of course, end degrees, uh, or uh, not end degrees, but the end of the direction for this year of Taurus. And it will be the last retrograde of Jupiter in Taurus until it moves into Gemini. So we're going to see um, the Taurus energy is significant with Jupiter because Jupiter is expansion of money and love. And uh, it can be travel. It can be education, desire around what we ultimately want to do in uh, spiritual growth or expansion or transformation. 
And so as it turns retrograde, it does act more like Saturn and it is more restricted and pulling back energy. It wants to review where we've been with that expansion of money, with the expansion of love. And in my case, it falls in my house of marriage. So we'll see what happens in that realm as far as I'm concerned. And anyone with the Scorpio rising, that's where it falls for you as well. We see this energy of Virgo coming in. We are, we are in Virgo season and Virgo has Mercury retrograde, which is the ruling planet of Virgo. And so it's a little bit difficult Virgo season for us this year, especially with the opposition of a full moon in Pisces. And um, also in Earth, we've got the Jupiter turning retrograde because it's trying to Virgo Earth energy. Pluto is retrograde in Earth Capricorn. So we have this grand trying in Earth energy and a lot of negative or pulling back energy to review. And it's a review of career, a review of ideas, a review of analysis, and a review of money, finances, love, values, all of these very heavy hitting things that we have as we move through Virgo season. With sun at 11 degrees Virgo and Mercury retrograde at 16, and just kind of at the beginning degrees of the retrograde, it just turned retrograde, I think, Tuesday. So it's going to be a crisscross or a, first off a conjunction of the sun and Mercury, and then they crisscross paths and talk to each other. And then the sun goes on to express out the ego knowledge that Mercury has given them. So Mercury is saying, what do we think of this? And as it passes the sun, which is about our sense of self, it brings in the knowledge and wisdom that it gleans. At the same time, the sun-mercury conjunction this week, which right now as I'm recording it is September 3rd, it's five degrees apart. They go about a degree a day. It's going to, they're coming at each other. So maybe it's in three days uh, because it cuts it in half. They each go a degree a day. So let me see what happens with the conjunction. So the, the conjunction is Wednesday, which is three days. They're each going one day towards each other, which three and three, they join up on Wednesday, the 6th. And that's going to be uh, what they call a combust. Uh, Mercury is combust because it's right in the same path as the sun. And so when they're that close together, when they're on top of each other, the sun sort of supersedes Mercury, which means there will be strong communication and ego will be connected to it, identity, truth. Virgo is a really strong sign. I don't think a lot of people talk about it, but Virgo, because of the analytical side of Virgo, they really are aware of a truthfulness of a situation. And that truthfulness is, <laughs> a lot of people consider Virgos to be know-it-alls. I've been called that. And uh, it's just that they are very tuned in electrically, neurologically, uh, cognizantly tuned into minutia to the finer points of life. And that makes them really aware kind of on the first cutting edge along with Gemini and Uranus and Aquarius um, energy of what truly is going on by nature intellectually. They pick up on clear cognizance. They pick up on, uh, which is a clear knowing. And so they know people's motivations. They're very aware of the finer points of behavior. And especially if they have a stronger intuitive side or water signs, 
Cancer Pisces, um, the third one, <laughs> Scorpio, I kind of forget. Cancer Pisces, Scorpio, they're much more in tune with the subtle emotional energies and what's going on with people's motivation. So it's really hard to get anything past a Virgo parent or a Scorpio parent, a Gemini parent, or an Aquarius parent because of that. Also, any of the signs I mentioned in water, they're just super tuned in to emotional and intellectual energies and the fine-tuned energy that we see. Okay, Mars in Libra balancing. We've got Cirrus at 25 Libra and South Node at 25 Libra, so they're joined up. It means a truthfulness around what you're planting and harvesting, what your intentions are in balance, in couples, in partnership. And Mars is moving forward. It's going to join up with these energies over time. Not quite sure how long that's going to take, but it'll be this year. Okay, so Mars joins up in around the 19th of October with the energy of um, Cirrus, which will be in Scorpio by then. And so it'll cross over the South Node probably early to mid-October. And that means that there's going to be a significant shift of energy around a marriage and a, a storyline because Mars does rule the opposite sign of Aries. And then when he comes around and talks to the Libra energy, He's having a kibitz, so to speak, with Venus. Um, Venus, by then, let's see what Venus is doing. So Venus just goes into Virgo at that time, which means that there's going to be some truthfulness telling. And quite honestly, the, the first week here of September is really initiating what that's going to be about, whatever has been going on with this Mercury retrograde, with the sun entering Virgo. When Venus enters Virgo, that will have Mars answering to her and so she will be very clear about what she is seeing and what she knows to be true and she will have kind of that storyline with venus or well venus will have a storyline with the energy of the sun and mercury where they're at now and then she will be exploring that virgo energy and imparting it to mars in and south node joined up at late degree Libra come mid-October. So that's going to be kind of a continuation of this energy. Mercury will be direct by then and heading, heading forward towards Libra. So there is going to be kind of a new awareness and analysis of what we intellectually know to be true, what we want to impart to other people, um, how we are of service to other people, how we look at our own health, how we look at our awareness and the interaction with other people and work because Virgo does rule work strongly in the workplace environment. And then as Mars gets to the South Node, it's going to be a significant time for relationships and marriage and taking action to align with the truth that we have brought in from the past, as well as where we want to head in the future with the new energy, new beginnings, because Mars does initiate and it will be in the opposite energy to its natural sign, really expressing out through the energy of Venus and through the energy of balance and partnership and marriage. So there could be some new weddings at that time and there could be some new divorces at that time. So October normally is a really good strong wedding month because Libra rules marriage and balance. 
And October is really great for balancing the masculine feminine in a marriage or even any two entities just balance. So we'll see that um, there may be some unexpected upsets because it is an air sign. Libra is an air sign, which can always give us the unexpected, not just Aquarius. So, um, and then we've got Pluto, late degree Capricorn. He is there retrograding through November. He actually goes direct, when is it? God, really? Oh my God, how wonderful. Pluto goes direct around the 10th of October. And so we are really expressing the final month of this retrograde energy in Capricorn. And then we are heading full throttle towards Pluto back in Aquarius, which Knockwood is my particular preference because I just find it to be much more uplifting, uh, positive energy and expressive, forward thinking, progressive, intellectual. It just is a higher vibration of Mercury. I have so much Mercury energy with four planets in Virgo, including Uranus. And I have Aquarius on my home and family house with the Scorpio rising. So I'm looking forward to that Aquarian energy in the sky. And uh, let's see, the moon is going to be going through Taurus, Gemini, and Cancer towards the end of the week. Uh, the weekend will be Leo energy. So it's going to be more about money, communication, education, cooperation with neighbors and siblings. And then we're going to move into the family energy and children towards the end of the week. So if you look at what's going on with Venus, she is turning direct today, like I said, um, we've got Juno at nine degrees Leo and Venus is at 12 degrees Leo. So they're both in an energy that really enjoys cooperation between people, compatibility, cooperation, relationship, um, connecting, connectivity and getting attention. So there could be some kind of uh, romantic energy coming in that gets a lot more attention than it normally does. Because Venus in Leo is a female who's in the spotlight. Look in the news stories for something. Uh, Leo is artistic. Leo is dramatic. So it could be actors. It could be artists. could be politicians and royalty. So I would say uh, there's probably a princess or a queen, some type of royalty. There will be a storyline along with that. And um, anyway, I kind of wanted to touch on the overall synopsis of the week, we've got the retrograde Jupiter coming up on Wednesday, Monday, retrograde Jupiter on Monday. And we already discussed that it's going to be material world uh, refresh, it could be the ending of something material world, uh, something in the financial markets, maybe there is a figurehead who transitions with that that flip, um, it is vocalization and the throat chakra. So it could be a singer, another singer. I mean, I would say Jimmy Buffett's just about all I can take for people transitioning in the celebrity realm, but there could be a female because it is Venus. Um, there could be another woman doing some type of transition or shift in her career, very significant shift. And, you know, obviously Taylor Swift is, in everyone's crosshairs right now, as far as awareness, you never know. Um, Jupiter retrograde is going to be pretty significant of a shift. So uh, just know it's money and love and fashion, 
and all the usual suspects around aesthetics, decorating, material world, furniture, home goods, uh, any of those things, the market, the stock market, um, yeah, your possessions. It could be, you know, something decides that it's had enough and it doesn't want to do any work for you anymore and it breaks. So just be aware it is an ending for material goods on some level, whatever realm it falls in in your, um, in your chart. Okay, um, so before I started this podcast today, I was really going deep and doing it the way I know how, which is chanting and being a Buddhist. So I chanted for a good amount of time today. And I was trying to decide what I want to do with my future and career. And it's something that's always been really strong. Like there's always been difficulty between astrology and art. I feel an equal draw towards both because my Saturn is retrograded zero Pisces, which means most of my life I've had Saturn at late degrees Aquarius retrograde until about three or four years ago. That's when it, by progression, it went direct. So I've done the astrology thing. It's been, um, like I've said, I've studied it for 46 years. I've been professional for 30 and I am just finding it every week harder and harder to find motivation to do this podcast because one of my passions in astrology has always been teaching it. I feel astrology has always gotten a bad rap in modern society that there have been so many negative mindsets around astrology, about the validity of it and the incorporation of it in our, our common collective mentality. So on some level, the passion really revolved around teaching people about astrology and having them aware that it is something that is woven through society and really affects us day to day. But as I was deciding what to do about career of art versus astrology, I realized I do like making videos and I do like having an online presence and a place to express my point of view. So I think I will morph what this podcast is, potentially ending the audio podcast. Keep an eye out. I'm not sure yet, but I'm not going to be doing a weekly podcast from now on uh, per se. I am Maybe I will post videos on YouTube about astrology, but I was dabbling with the idea of doing a 12-card tarot layout for a chart wheel, and I did that this week. It just hasn't motivated me the way I was hoping, and um, I mean, I may post. I did an Aries reading, but it's kind of out of date now. It was a few days ago, but I may still dabble with that and the idea of getting that up online. But I really do want to focus more attention on my fine art career. I have been extremely prolific with fine art. I have uh, probably 15 or 20 sketchbooks that I started a few years ago because I needed to be able to produce more art. I was just getting so many ideas. And I want to post sketchbook tours. I want to post more uh, how I paint and what I'm painting and things like that. 
And I just find that this has become more of a routine podcast and a routine in my life that I needed for many years. This is the 13th, well, I'm in the 14th year of my podcast. And I feel like I have a huge catalog and library of resources for anybody to go seek out. I've got them on blog talk or YouTube. Um, you can search up any combination. I have my book that I produce, which is available through my website and also through links on this podcast below. And so I've really run a very big course of astrology uh, throughout my life. And I think it's just time to maybe rein it back in and focus on my true love, which is fine art. So if you are interested in seeing my art, I do post videos on art right now, but I'm probably going to be doing mostly art videos on this channel. And um, I would love to get feedback for people interested in the astrology. If you have, a, I mean, I will listen to you if you really feel a strong pull towards the videos I contribute or the podcasts. But um, right now, I'm for at least three months going to take a hiatus from the podcast. And we'll see as the new year comes in, if the energy with Pluto and Aquarius reinvigorates me, I may post a year-long uh, video for every sign. And I'm just not going to promise it at this point. And I do want to thank everyone who's listened over the years. Um, I'm considering putting out the newsletter again for astrology and my personal practice. So if you are interested in doing the newsletter or getting the newsletter, definitely go to angeliczodiac.com and sign up there because that may be my written uh, continuation of what I see more uh, re regularly than the podcast. But if you're interested in the art, it's gonna be here on the same video channel. So thank you very much for all your support. And please do give me feedback if there's anything you wanna see from me in the future. I'll have the channel, I can post anytime. But uh, with that, I think I'm going to end this podcast for the week and for the time being. Thank you very much. I love you. The Taurus, Taurus, super turn, super, and that was funny. Going into October, real quick. Ah. Neptune goes direct around the 10th of October. Neptune. Pluto. Hi, this is Shelly. Thank you for joining us this week. To contact me for a private reading, go to angeliczodiac.com under the readings tab. To purchase my ebook, Learn Astrology, you can find it at angeliczodiac.com. Background music was provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Be sure to check back next week and subscribe through iTunes at Astro Energy Astrology Show.